I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. UK investment platform Invest Engine has partnered with Female Invest, an e-learning platform on a mission to democratize finance and close the financial gender gap. The two are developing a series of online events covering a range of financial subjects and products, aiming to provide a crash course in the detail of personal finance and investing. Invest Engine's own research has found that in the UK, women are as likely as men to be putting money aside each month, but are far less likely to be investing it, even though when women do invest, they actually tend to be better at it than men. I spoke to Marianne Oliver, Operations Director of Invest Engine. The gender investment gap, it exists. Every survey on the subject says it exists. But let's start with why. Is it a historical thing, a cultural thing? Is it because of a lack of financial education? Any or all of the above? Certainly all of the above and maybe some additional ones as well. I think if we're talking about the gender investment gap, we should also address the gender pay gap. Generally, if people have less um, money coming in, they feel like they have less money to invest. And if we talk about my career within the financial services industries, Generally, women fill the roles in operations and marketing, and it tends to be the technology or investment side where men seem to fill the vast majority of the roles, and the roles in technology and investment are higher remunerated than roles within operations and marketing. So that's just you know my observation, and I think that leads to the, the 15% disparity in the pay gap. So if women feel like they have less money, then they are going to be less confident about investments as obviously not gambling it, but, you know, taking a risk and not using that money as uh, stocks and shares, ISA, as opposed to savings in their bank account. It's all about if you can see it, you can be it. And I think men are much more adept at having an opinion about investments, whereas women they don't have any strong role models. There's no female Martina Lewis, for example, who are out there really talking about money in a positive and meaningful way. Additionally, on top of that, women are risk adverse. So men tend to be more confident when it comes to things like cryptocurrency. I had a a recent interview. I I interviewed a lot of people in my career, probably a 50-50 men and women split, to be honest with you. But I had an interview for a junior role recently, which has really stuck with me. And a standard interview question that I would ask somebody is, what's your personal experience of investments? Bearing in mind, this person had only just left university, so was really quite young. She said to me, well, I've heard of cryptocurrency, but I'm just a young girl. So obviously, I would never think that would be for me. Now, it did make my heart a little bit sad to hear that individual say that. But to be honest with you, Robin, I do agree with her. I don't think as a retail investor, cryptocurrency is really correct for anyone, uh, much like CFDs or any other kind of complicated investments. And I think that's why what Invest Engine offers and ETFs is enabling people to have the opportunity to get into investments where there was barriers previously, whether that barrier was cost or 
access, they needed to go via an IFA, which obviously just stripped out their growth as well. So educating women about vehicles such as ETFs is very important. Where women are risk adverse, they're not going to invest in whatever's trending that week, be it crypto or some other vehicle. So if we can educate women for them to understand that vehicles such as ETFs exist and how that they can access those in a meaningful way will allow women to close that investment gap. And I think that's why Female Invest is such an important platform for women to educate themselves. Women, It's not about us versus them, men versus women. It's not a competition. Again, it's if you can see it, you can be it. And if women are listening to podcasts, as we know, women are massive consumers of the, the podcast media. If there's podcasts that are available to them, such as Female Invest, then they can educate themselves and we can educate women on how you can safely, you're at a low risk, at low cost, look after your financial well-being without it having to remain in cash or without you having to ask your dad or your brother or your uncle to manage those investments for you. So Female Invest are doing some work with us and I I think ETFs is is a key part of that. So when we look at uh, what we're trying to do at Invest Engine, we're not just trying to empower women, we're trying to empower retail investors by providing access to the ETS. So when ETS came along and provided a, a digital solution to cutting the fat out of mutual funds, if you will, that's that's my very high-level overview of, of ETS. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a strong believer that they're, they're the correct vehicle for retail investors such as myself and you. It's all about access for everyone. Making it easy, having a clean app, desktop interface, cutting away the blurb of the IFAs, etc., and just encouraging people to invest for their future well-being. That's what we're all about. And the women traditionally are actually better at it than men. It's about increasing their access and letting them know that there's tools available to them and also ensuring that they they understand that these products are designed for them and that they're low risk and low cost. Obviously, we can't offer advice. Obviously, there's lots of disclaimers and things like that. But we, we truly believe that Invest Engine is the way to encourage women, to encourage anyone to invest for their future well-being. I want to just talk a little bit about my personal experience and the the personal advice that I received. I've had some wonderfully strong female role models in my career. One of the key points I wanted to bring into this discussion was for my personal financial well-being. So just when I was starting out in operations and financial services, you never think you've got enough money, particularly when you're young. You know, you think you're going to have the Lamborghini and literally at the end of the month, you've not got enough money for a round of drinks. But actually, if if you look at it, you do have surplus cash. And the advice that I got was um, just to start, just start, even if it's with £10 a month, £20 a month, we're obviously going back and inflation's obviously changed somewhat (laughs) since then. But I took that advice and I think I did set up, it was a very vanilla mutual fund where I was investing £20 a month. And I realised that I really didn't miss that £20 a month from my personal finances 
So I increased it to £50 a month and it was almost invest and forget. And at the end of the year, I was absolutely delighted with the returns that I could see. And I had that pot of money and it made me feel secure and it gave me a little pat on my own back. And I just think giving myself that confidence, it meant, oh, I, I, I can be financially secure. I can be financially independent. And I think it's giving people that kickstart, just start. Invest and forget is very important, I think. What we we don't want to see is is the likes of some of the day trading platforms where you know people can get themselves into to terrible situations. We've seen that in the US. And so if you are drip feeding money into a portfolio, open banking has made that incredibly easy. So we've been able to easily implement open banking and the variable recurring payments has allowed us to provide our savings plans product. And I genuinely believe that if we can give women education, independence and confidence, we will empower them and we will see the catch up on that investment gap. Well, you mentioned that men are more willing to have an opinion. That doesn't mean it's the right opinion. And most of the time, it's obviously not, because as you pointed out, women who do actually invest tend to outperform men who invest. Talk to me a little bit about the deal between Invest Engine on your part and Female Invest. First of all, we need to discuss the difference between the ISAs and the GIAs. And I think um, nobody wants to spend their free time learning about tax. So again, we need to make it as simple as possible for individuals to access any tax benefits that our government are offering to us. So when we look at the, the data with female invest, we can see that, sadly, less than 25% of men invest in ISIS, which always surprises me. But even more disheartening is half of that is women as well. So the women's statistics is something like one in eight women have an ISA. Now, if we're blatantly obvious, Robin, what we'll see is that those ISAs for those women are open by their husbands or they're open by their fathers or, you know, a, a caring uncle. And obviously, because, you know, I, I, I speak to our clients and have spoken to our th- clients throughout my career, I, I often see that where I, I you know, my, my client services team pass security with the wife and then the husband comes on the, the, the call to to discuss the, the, the clients, the individual's accounts. So female invest, I think, are doing great work with us to really encourage women to empower them to open their own ISAs, understand their ISAs, what benefits are they getting? Also, what I do see in the industry is individuals transferring their ISAs between providers. Now, for me personally, if you've got a small ISA, and when I say small, I, I mean, say, under £500, we see people transferring those between providers because they think they're going to get a better deal or they've been provided some incentive to do so. For me, if we're talking throughout the tax year, then it's much better to open a separate GIA. So you're not breaking the, the ISA rules, but you can have an additional pot of money. You the, the transfer, you're not out of the market. You're not going to lose anything. So having an ISA with one provider And without breaking any of the tax rules, you can have a GIA with another provider that you've maybe prepared. There may be a new player on the market. They're maybe providing you an ETF that you prefer the look of with us. You can have a DIY portfolio where you can build your own model portfolio. 
for free as well. Uh, not an, an awful lot of um, our competitors are offering that. So open that GIA, keep your ISA separate, but the, there's no harm in diversifying your portfolio. You can always have one type of ISA with one manager, another type of ISA with another manager. And I think it's it's critical for female invest to, to get that message across. Talk about how and when to, to use your GIA, how and when to use your ISA portfolio to make sure that, that customers are, are really educated about the options that are available to them. Marianne Oliver, Operations Director of ETF Investment Platform, Invest Engine.